Hello everybody, this is Rod here, obviously with Rod Sports Rant. Uh, today is Tuesday, January 25th. This is a very, anybody that listened to my show the other day knows that uh, this was a very depressing weekend for me. A few things happened that did not go my way. Um, One of those, obviously I went 0 and 4 for the weekend. I cannot remember uh ever in a divisional round since since I've been, you know, predicting these things, which has been a long time, um that I got every single one of them wrong. Um usually I'm a lot better than that, but obviously I did a crappy job this weekend. Start with the first game, we'll start with Tennessee. Um Tennessee defense played decent. They, uh, I felt like they played well enough to win this football game. Um, I really did. Tennessee's defense on all three turnovers, I believe they allowed six points, if I remember correctly. Um, I watched every game almost from start to finish. Uh, this game, it felt like it went Tennessee's way at the end when it was tied up 16-16. to um, to win, and of course, Tannehill threw a pick in the fourth quarter, which inevitably would cost them the game. Um, and that, and that, and that phase of the game, you don't have to win the game, but you can't do anything to cost your team the game, and that's what Ryan Tannehill did. Now. I'll rewind to earlier in the game. I don't know how many of y'all watch this game start to finish. Um, so first play of the game, um, of course, Tannehill throws a pick, winds up, cost uh, it winds up turning in three points. Inevitably, they got another field goal. It was six to nothing. And then, so then we move on to Tennessee scores a touchdown. Um, they were gonna, they were gonna kick uh extra point but there was a penalty and inevitably um Vrabel coach Rabel um who is a very good football coach by the way so I don't want to seem like I'm but he made a poor decision and he decided to um he decided to go for it and they did not get it and that inevitably changed the whole landscape of this game because if they're up 17 to 16 you're running the football not throwing the football does that mean that they would have won I'm not saying that but it does change the entire landscape of the game it 100% changes it so there's that um so inevitably McPherson kicks a game winning field goal a rookie kicker uh, and send Cincinnati to the AFC Championship. Good job, them. Um, good job, Cincinnati. So we'll move on. Packers, San Francisco. I thought the Packers were just going to roll over this team. Obviously, San Francisco does have a good defense. They do have a really good pass rush. Um, and, you know, I, I think that the back end can be beat. But through the playoffs, they have played outstanding. Um, and sometimes, the, and it ain't because this pass rush is getting home every time. Because typically, obviously, you know, if you look at this, um, you know, when you look at pass rush, things like that, you, excuse me, 
Oh, pardon me. <clears throat> but um, when you, when you look at it, the pass rush isn't getting home every time. These are playoff teams. You're not going to get home every time, especially not against the number one seed. Um, so the bottom line is the defense as a whole, they played really well to hold. Um, they held Aaron Rodgers and the Packers to 10 points. And, I mean, to hold Aaron Rodgers to 10 points, I don't care what the weather conditions are. That That's... That's serious. That's awesome. I mean, it's 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 just not done. I mean, like it's it's not something that you see very often. To see an NFL team to held to ten points is a lot of time, you know, without you know looking at some of the bottom feeders. But that that's typically not an easy thing to do. That's why shutouts are such a big deal. No touchdown games are such a big deal. You know, I mean, that's why we make big deals about this because it, it's an impressive for an NFL defense to do that in this day and age, how prolific these offenses are, how we much we air the ball out and everything like that. So it's just amazing when you're able to do that, especially against one of the top quarterbacks in the game. Um, I, cur- I currently uh, have him ranked uh, third myself. Uh, I have him ranked as third best quarterback in the league uh, behind only um, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. I have not decided who I put. Num- I think I put Mahomes number one. Going by head-to-head matchups, Mahomes, this is his fourth consecutive. Oh, wait, let me shut my mouth. I'm getting, I'm getting ahead of myself there, of course. But I'll get into quarterback rankings and ranking um, every position, you know, going into next year. I'm not doing that right now. But for today, so nevertheless, um, it it looked like, Green Bay had all but won the game. They were they were having a punt from deep in their own territory, but it still looked like they were going to win this game. It it just it really looked like they still had the chance. And then the block punt came, scored a touchdown, and Jimmy Garoppolo, against everything that's been said about him about his fourth quarter and overtime QBR in the postseason, he rose to the occasion and proved us all wrong once again. I mean, he's been pretty good at doing this, especially me. I swear, every time I pick against this guy, he beats me. I mean, like, especially in big games like this. He, I picked the Rams twice this year and lost. You know? So, yeah, that guy, every time, every time I've picked against him, it seems like he makes me eat it. <laughs> starting to take it a little personal. <laughs> Not really, I'm just kidding, but... Um, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, so, inevitably, he led a drive down the field, got a field goal range, game went a field goal. So now, I don't remember the last time that both number one seeds got put out in a divisional round. I'm sure it's not something that is a common occurrence. But, moving on to Sunday. Now, I thought that Sunday would be the better football games. Now, I did not account for both games being won on by game-winning football, by, 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 uh, football, by game-winning field goals on Saturday, but it happened. Hey. Um, so, moving to Sunday. The Rams went down south to face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Of course, since Tom Brady's been there, they've been really good. Um, they had yet they have yet you at this point they had yet to lose a playoff game under Tom Brady. Um, you know, as a matter of fact, they were two and zero, including one being a Super Bowl. You know, in their own house. So, 
moving to the game. It looked like it was all but over. Tom Brady did not play well through the first half. I'm not going to say that the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty wasn't warranted. It was probably deserved because Tom Brady probably lost his mind. But I just don't think there's no way you can bust someone's lip without helmet to helmet. Look, and I'm not saying that he deserves it over any other quarterback. I'm saying that if if the rule is no helmet to helmet contact, let's stick to that. The officiating this year, I think, has been very erratic. It it's normally kind of close. You know, you're going to have some calls go this way, you know, go to the left or right, and and you know that's going to happen. That's all there's to it. But the officiating this year, I don't think, has been very good. I feel like the NFL officiating, it, I, I hate to say it's not very good. It's not been consistent. I'm not going to say not very good. You know, these guys are professionals too, and and you know what? They make mistakes. They're human beings. You know, not a knock to you officials. I just don't think it's been consistent this year because, you know, you call a taunting on this guy for throwing a peace sign one time, but then when he does it another time, you know, Tyreek Hill I'm speaking about, they don't call it. So, like, wait a minute. It, you know, so is that taunting or is it not taunting? Um, you know, but then in another one, you know, Matt Ryan drops the football and they call it taunting. And if that's taunting, that's fine. They, they call it, but let's keep it even. Let's keep it consistent. That's all I'm saying. So I thought that was a helmet to helmet. I thought it was a warranted helmet to helmet, but that goes on any quarterback, not because it's Tom Brady. That would have been any quarterback. If it had been Josh Allen got busted in the mouth, I'd have been like, hey, helmet to helmet. Matt Ryan got busted in the mouth. Hey, that's helmet to helmet. Ryan Tannehill get busted in the mouth. Helmet to helmet. I would have said the same thing. Okay, I think that was a helmet to helmet, and it should have been called. Now, does that give Tom Brady the right to just bless out the ref? No, no, no. The the one sportsmanlike conduct, you did that. That's the first time you've been called for that for yelling at a ref, and we know you've been yelling at refs for years. Now, you shouldn't have went out there bragging about it. That's where you messed up. All right, you went out there bragging about that the referees let me get away with a lot of things. Well, why would you go out there and say that? I mean. Th- 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 Tom Brady, you know better than that. Um, you're a great football player. You're, to me, you're the greatest um, player that's ever put on a uniform. So I ain't sitting here just going to dog you, but what you did was wrong. But I understand where you were coming from, and this is in a very emotional game, but you got to stay within yourself, which you've proven you've been able to do throughout your career. So, you know, I don't think this take away from you at all. You did deserve the call, but you did deserve the penalty to be called on you as well. So... I, that's where I stand on that. But the bottom line, that had nothing. That did not shape this game any type of way. The friggin' uh, the doggone Buccaneers got down twenty-seven to three, and I said, you know, I said, I don't think this looks good. And well, my son, of course, rem- while watching this with my son Hans, he reminds me. He says, "Oh," he said. Now I don't never say that with Tom Brady. He was like, "I don't know if you remember C- Super Bowl fifty-one." And, of course, I cut him off right there and tell him, hey, hey boy, you hush your mouth. Right. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about that date in my house. We don't talk about February 5th, 2017 in my house. That, no, we don't talk about that day. I don't like that day. It's a bad day. Okay? Um. Moving on, though. Um, Moving into the second half, all of a sudden, Buccaneers get a couple scores, mostly due to some mistakes, a lot of them by Cam Makers. Um, Cam Akers had two fumbles lost. Overall, the team had four fumbles lost. 
Um, something else I'm going to talk about. Um, Matthew Stafford come this close to me to me saying he could have been thrown out the game. And I know Indomitian Sue got the call, and and I get why they made the call because you know he got up very upset, and you know, and. I don't know exactly what was said, but from the best lip reading job I could do over a TV screen, it looked like he said, I'll blank you up. And I don't blame him. I get it. I mean, like, Matthew Stafford kicked him. And I mean, that's your former teammate. I mean, to the best of my knowledge, y'all were still friends um, after you parted ways. So you were wrong, Matthew. You played a great game, but that right there, you were wrong. And you know you were wrong. You know, and, and you're very, and you're very lucky of all people in the league. That probably ain't the one you want to kick. I'm, I'm gonna just let you know, like that one right there. You know, he, he, he just, he'll sack, he just assumes sack you and then take you in the parking lot and beat you behind. That's just the type of guy Andomican Sue is. Okay, there was no reason for you to kick him. That was uncalled for. So I'm gonna go there. There, I stand on that one too. Where Tom Brady don't get a pass for talking to the officials, even though I think he deserved a call. Um. And Dominican Sue should have calmed down when his teammates come over there. They had not thrown the flag yet, but he kept on, so that's why that's why they threw the flag. And, and I kind of get that. Um, but at the same time, I think they need to, you know, th- I think they need to start reviewing unsportsmanlike conduct because that right there, that should have been a penalty on Matthew Stafford as well, and they should have offset because Dominican Sue jumping jumping up the way he did, it, it was it was justified. Maybe not some of the things he said might not be justified, but it was justified. It was justified him jumping up upset because I'd have been ready to fight too. So I understand, you know, but nevertheless, um, Brady and company, they amount to come back with the help of the defense. Um, because I think is sometimes when we're analyzing these games, we give Brady a lot of credit and we, we don't give credit to other people around, but due to Brady's defense receiving core, they were able to get back in this game and the line had started providing a little protection um, I don't know if, you know, even though along with already not having a starting right guard, their backup right guard went down and they had to go to an undrafted rookie who I believe had not even played a snap this year. So that's a tough, but you know what? That's football. Football injuries happen. Um, he's been fortunate in his, uh, this year to have all of his linemen stay healthy, of course, until last week uh well excuse me it went out week before last in, in the um super wild card weekend and it went down i mean you know he had some injuries and but the bottom line is you have to overcome them but eventually it get when you lose so much talent it just gets too much to overcome for for anybody including tom brady so that's what inevitably happened but the bottom line is they come back and they tied this game and i thought we were going to overtime and then, what happened? Well, a bomb blitz was called, um, and Devin White, I guess, missed the call. And he was he was supposed to be the free runner, and so that left that left a wide open gap behind behind everybody on the defense. And Cooper Cup did what he called it, and he got him down to I think like the twelve or thirteen yard line to kick the game winning field goal. Which seemed like it was the mantra for this weekend. So, LA's moving on. They're playing against San Francisco. Now, I don't know if you listened to my podcast 
earlier in the week. You know, I said that Kansas City and Buffalo would be the best game in the playoffs. I thought these were the two best teams in the playoffs. Especially, I especially thought it's at this point the weekend when we got when we have teams like Tampa Bay and Green. You got the top two seeds gone. Boom. You got the number one seed in the in the AFC, which I didn't think they were better than neither one of these two teams anyway. Gone. Now I think we got was the two best teams in the NFL level. We got a Super Bowl right here in divisional card uh, blah, 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 in the divisional round. That's I mean that's rare, but you know what? I felt like this was a Super Bowl type matchup. I get that these two teams can't play in the Super Bowl and and all that, but still it's a Super Bowl style matchup, and they did not disappoint these two guys. You don't have to watch the whole game to understand how great this game was. All you got to do is watch the last from about 2.30 to the end of the game. Just explosive. Just a, a complete explosion. Guys, with 2.34 to go, the score was 20, what was it, 26 to 21. And the final was 42 to 38 in overtime. Um, I don't know... If it's the first time it's ever been done, but Patrick Mahomes, I'm pretty sure, threw nine touchdowns to no interceptions and lost. Had, I don't know what his QBR was, but I'm pretty sure it was quite impressive because the man just, when you you look, he played good enough to win this game. The problem is Patrick Mahomes you know, won the coin flip, and and they won the coin flip. They got the ball first, then they ran straight down the field and got a touchdown. It was, of course, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey to win the ball, win the football game. It was an amazing game. It maybe maybe the best game I've seen in my life. Oh, just it's it's just I can't say enough about it. It it really put me in awe as a football fan. As a fan of both these quarterbacks, and just and then, what does Patrick Mahomes do? As soon as he throws the touchdown pass, and everybody's rushing onto the field, he takes the time not to go celebrate with his teammates first, but to find Josh Allen and show him the utmost respect. That's the type of guy he is. These two are just the greatest of role models. He did not complain about the overtime rules, even though I think that both teams deserve a possession, regardless. Um, and that's my opinion on that. Um, I just think they need to look at the overtime rules and I think there's ways what college football is doing now is great. Um, I think they could spot the ball a little further back, but going into the third overtime straight two point conversions, I think that's a great idea. So, um, but Nevertheless, we are now, so for the AFC Championship, we have Kansas City and Cincinnati. I think this is going, I think those are going to be two really good football games. Joe Burrow is playing his behind off. Just behind these two quarterbacks, even though one of them is no longer in, he's played probably the third best. Stafford's got to be right there, too. Stafford, Stafford played a really good football game on Sunday. Um. All right. So, before I get off here in other news, Sean Payton 
has decided to step away from football. He's no longer going to be the New Orleans Saints coach. As sad as I am to see one of the best coaches take a step away, man, I'm not glad I don't have to deal with that guy no more. Man, but I have the utmost respect for him. Whatever whatever reason he's decided to step away from the Saints and step away from um football. Um, I hope it's nothing personal going on in his life. I hope it's I clearly, hopefully, it's not no kind of mental health issue. Even though I don't think that's it, I think it may be maybe some occupational burnout um, because obviously the NFL is is a very is a very demanding league and it, it's very it's a very tough league and it's a very competitive league. So. I think maybe the grind finally just got to him. And so he's taking a step back and he's taking a step away. And I can understand that. Um, I hate it as a fan because it's one of the top coaches in all the leagues stepping away. And, you know, you always want the best coaches there because that gives you the best opportunity to see the best football, even if he is <laughs> raising Kane against your team, <laughs> um, which for the past 15 years, he's definitely done enough of that. Um, but, you know, you know, um, I want to say good luck to whatever Sean Payton does next. Um, I think whatever it is, he will be successful at it because he, I believe he's a very successful human being and he's, I believe he's a very good guy. I don't always agree with his antics on the sidelines, but you know what? I mean, like I've said a, a million times on this podcast, uh, it, it's an emotional game. This is an emotional game and you know what emotions come out. And I can't say I'd be acting any different on the sideline. Heck, sometimes I act like that on the sideline and I coach eight year old soccer. I mean, psh- nowhere near nowhere near the same thing so um but that's what i got for today guys uh appreciate everybody that listens and y'all have a good rest of your night god bless